Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and uh, I'm the one that's going to lead you on your expedition. Uh, but we all know it's not about me. This is now entering the ring, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. And that guest comes from AEW Dark, CCW, PPW, WXW, Zero One, Evolve, RPW, and IWTV. You know him as the luckiest man around. He is the man himself, Jake St. Patrick. Yay! <laughs> Crowd goes <laughs> wild and stuff and such. <laughs> How you doing, track. man? <laughs> the, the clap trap <laughs> yo thank you for coming on the show man i truly appreciate this oh man thank you for having me man blessings blessings yep yeah man so i'm just curious man like what have you been up to man lately uh trying to keep myself in shape trying to stay healthy uh just you know working trying to make make uh bill money yeah <laughs> Yep, I don't understand that, man. So I'm very curious, man. First question I'm going to ask you is, who is James St. Patrick? Uh, well, James St. Patrick is my cousin Jimmy from New York. Y'all call him James, but I call him Jimmy. I, however, am Jake St. Patrick. I'm Everyone sorry. always gets that name confused. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know why, but James is my cousin Jimmy from New York. <laughs> I am Jake. You know what's crazy is because I was looking at I was looking through the wrestling database and I was like, yo, why is why is this up here like this? So maybe that's what it was. The arrows in there. It's that error is commonly made. I'm very but, sorry. See, then we just ruined everything. We have all this cool stuff happening, and then we just <laughs> who is Jake St. Patrick? Jake St. Patrick is uh, a necessity made character who likes to enjoy life, you know, smile, have fun, get excited, stay positive for the most part. Uh, But when it comes down to getting in that ring, that ring is his baby. That ring is his first love. So he takes everything inside that ring and outside of that ring. When it comes to professional wrestling, he takes it very, very serious. Bet, man. I'm just like, like when I was watching you on AEW Dark, I was like, yo, this dude is like got some fierceness to him. And I really appreciate everything that you were putting into the ring. So when you say like it's your baby, you can clearly see like this is it's how you handle shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, most people have their vices of food or an alcoholic beverage or sitting down in front of the TV and watching their favorite show. My vice is professional wrestling. Any and everything that has to do with it. So what brought you into the business, though? Uh, Well, my grandpa was how I was introduced to professional wrestling. Ever since uh, I was a small pup, he would, uh, you know, flip through channels and, you know, it would be his old black and white westerns and it would be professional wrestling. Uh, His favorite, of course, was the Junkyard Dog. So that is how I was introduced to professional wrestling with what they would call the golden era, 
You have your junkyard dogs, your Macho Mans, your Ric Flair's, your Hulk Hogan's, your Andre the Giants, your Wild Samoans. That is the era that uh, my grandpa watched, and I've pretty much been watching it ever since. That. Oh, so I'm just curious though. Like, I like that was a bunch of guys that you just named, man. Like, was there one in particular that like just stood out to you? Uh, in that golden era, uh, this was right before the painted faces and all that stuff. I hadn't actually the Road Warriors hadn't made it to the WWF just yet, so I wouldn't say them. I'll probably say yeah, Junkyard Dog stood out the most because he was uh one of the only wrestlers that looked like me. But, of course, no one can doubt the, the superstardom of Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. No one could, no one could uh, deny their superstardom, especially the colorful ways of the Macho Man and, of course, the, yeah, brother, immortal, red and yellow Hulk Hogan. So, you know, I gravitated towards that during my early years. But then as time progressed, uh, a lot of other characters definitely stood out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, I was like, one of my favorite moments, like of all time, like, and this was like, this is how I got introduced into wrestling. So it was like a Saturday morning and I'm watching uh macho man tie up in some ropes while Jake the snake let his cobra bite him. That was like the oh, very yeah. first thing that introduced me to wrestling. So I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is great. And then I fell in love with the macho man. <laughs> yeah. The macho man is, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but I would definitely say he's, he's underappreciated. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I would 100% agree with that. So seeing that you've been in the business for a little while, man, I'm very curious because I know we all have them. So what's been like the worst bump you've ever taken? Ooh. Um, I've taken a lot of bad bumps. I've taken a lot of bad bumps. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Let's see, I've taken, I've been put through a table. I've been slammed on top of chairs, slammed on top of a ladder, choke slammed on a stage, power bombed three times by Brian Cage. <laughs> I've taken a heavy spine buster, Ron Simmons style. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't pinpoint probably one of the most worst bumps I've taken. I, I will, I will say this though. The first power bomb Brian Cage ever gave to me definitely rung my bell. So recently I would say that one. <laughs> I was like, you just named like a, a bunch of them. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This doesn't sound like fun at all. <laughs> yeah. The things we do to uh to our bodies. <laughs> things we do for the love of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played football before, so I was kind of used to the hits. Yeah, but I feel like when it comes to football, like, you know you're, you're going to get tackled, right? And, like, you do everything you can to, like, protect yourself, like, in wrestling. I was like, but sometimes, man, you get hit with one, you're just like, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> it's oh, like, there's several of those. <laughs> several of those <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna front man earlier today in practice i had one of them happen to me and i was like i i didn't see this one happening <laughs> oh yeah there, there's something that catch you off guard it's like oh okay that one hurt hold on 
I did. I mean, I caught one today, and I just laid on. I laid on the ground. And I just curled up, and I was just like, "Just don't move me, man. I'm just gonna lay here for a little bit and just." <laughs> just I've had one of those in wrestling, and I've had a few of those in football too. So it's like, just give me a minute. Where's my mouthpiece? <laughs> yeah. So you know, speaking of football, what's the hardest thing you've ever been hit? Oh, uh, I had a uh, linebacker in college. His real government name is Nick Nasty. <laughs> and I was the inside slot receiver. I ran a slant directly into him. He laid his shoulder as hard as he possibly could into me. And I laid there. I don't know how long I laid there. But that was the hit where I was like, just give me a minute. Where's my mouthpiece? <laughs> and they said, it's still in your mouth. I was like, oh, okay. Let me lay here for a second and gather in my life. So I'd probably say that's the hardest I've been hit. What about in a ring? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I've been kicked in the mouth before to where it's loosened up a couple teeth. Mm. We actually have partial of a tooth on this side is gone. Almost the whole tooth is gone. And partial tooth on this side is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I we take hits yeah i i i genuinely ask that question because like i know a lot of viewers and a lot of our listeners are all like but it's predetermined i'm like it don't mean it don't hurt <laughs> I right. have to mention for that reason hey yeah a lot they would they would be surprised that a lot of these sports are predetermined that don't mean it hurts any less <laughs> I was um I was watching I was watching a shootout and I forgot who it was but uh the goalie it was during like the all-star game and they were talking to goalie and they're like does it hurt when the they're like we know it doesn't hurt when the puck hits you and he was like that's a very untrue myth <laughs> like, very untrue I know yeah. how hard those things are <laughs> they got some weight to them so if oh yeah no I wouldn't want to get hit with one of those and that's what I think about wrestling I was like when I get hit and I hit the ground I'm like oh nine to feel that one coming <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel that one tomorrow. I was like, "Oh, it's it's tough, man." But I'm very curious, man. Like every, and this is something I've been learning recently. So I I've been genuinely like having fun asking this question a lot, right? So a lot of wrestlers will not um, eat before a show, right? Like use like four or five hours. They won't eat before the show, but they have like this giant post match meal or even like post match snack. Like, do you have a go to post match snack or slash meal? Nope. I definitely don't do that. I don't eat before a show. Forget that because, no, I need to eat something. Like, I'll eat maybe two or three hours before my match. Now, I'm not going to eat, like, a full-course meal and try to be heavy, but I need to have something in my stomach so that, you know, I can work efficiently. And then after the show, I definitely pig out. <laughs> but I don't I don't necessarily have a, a go-to meal because a lot of times – I like, I'll go out and eat with the boys. So it'll be, you know, oh, well, what's open right now? Most of the time it's like a Waffle House or a Denny's or an IHOP or something like that, as opposed to like, I don't do like fast foods like McDonald's. Like, I do a large fry here and there, but that's about it as far as like fast food. I haven't, I haven't really indulged in fast food in quite a while. No, Unless you want to count Wingstop as fast food, which it's not, because that takes like 30 minutes. 
know? I was like, I get all the Wingstop I can, man. I love Wingstop. Oh, uh, that's my favorite. I used to work there, so that's always been a favorite of mine since I worked there. Oh yeah. What was your what was your go-to wing? Um, I have three. I have uh Hickory Smoke Barbecue, the Cajun, and the Mango Habanero. Mm. Those are all really good choices. I do agree. I like those. I, I was like a lemon pepper person myself, so I'm always like, yeah, let me grab it. I've tasted every flavor that they have, again, because I work there. Um, I would say the lemon pepper probably mm, probably is not my favorite. Uh, just because I think it's a little bit too lemon peppery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. I can get down with that. Get down with that. Occasionally, I'll do the Louisiana rub. Occasionally. I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to try that one now. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm interested. It's, in this yeah, the the it's the, because so the Louisiana rub and the lemon pepper are both dry rubs, but then mm-hmm. of course they add the lemon pepper seasoning or the Cajun seasoning on it. And me, I'm a spicy guy, so the Louisiana rub, the Cajun, I've even done Atomic before. All of that is right up my alley. Nice. Now Atomic, that's a little bit too hot for my taste buds, but it. But if someone challenges me, I definitely do it. <laughs> Got to accept all challenges. That's how we do. Oh yeah, I, I've done the uh, blazing challenge at Wing, uh, at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings too. Yeah, I did that one time, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm good. I'm good right where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend in the military, man. He uh, he used to buy the bottles, and he would just like marinate his all of his food in it. And Ooh. then just cook. I was like, no, nah, I'm not I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes all your other food hot. Yeah, I'm just like, I was like, and the way it tasted going down was the same way it felt going out. And I was like, oh, yeah, never again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> never again will this happen. <laughs> so I'm curious, man, like, uh, so we kind of talked about like matches and stuff like that, man. But like, what advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Train, 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 and train some more. Go to practice. Go to practice as much as you can. Go to seminars as much as you can. Learn about this business, not only just the wrestling. Definitely learn Definitely learn the wrestling. That's first, first and foremost, most important. But learn the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the inside outs, the reverses. Are like Learn everything that you can possibly learn about this business because once – it's all said and done, and you do generally have love for the business. You're going to want to give back to the business. For example, right now, I do um, occasional coaching with CCW. And if I go anywhere else, I'll coach other guys up, too, to the things that I've learned from my experiences, uh, both living in Illinois and living here in Florida. There are uh, several different styles of coaching several different ways to do the same thing. Like there's a million different ways to do an arm drag. There's a million different ways to do a headlock takeover. There's a million different ways to do an, uh, uh, a wrist lock. It, like there's so many different ways to do the same thing. So when you have several different coaches teaching you several different ways to do the same thing, that, that expands your repertoire in, in ways that you can get in and get out of holds and maneuvers. But again, first and foremost, go to training because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, wrestlers out here that 
may have went to six months of training or a year of training and they feel like they don't need to go to training no more because they're doing shows. Just because you're doing shows does not mean you don't need to go to train because there are, there are some guys and gals out here that are on shows that need, and I'm going to put the word need in all caps, quotations, parentheses, brackets, underline, bold, italicize, all that. They need training. And it is, it, it, it kind of uh, rubs me a certain way that a lot of them, just because they work, they work shows, they feel that like they don't need to train anymore. So that's why they're limited to what they can and can't do in the ring, as opposed to a guy like me, who's a student of the game, who never wants to stop learning, who never wants to stop training. I will say I want to minimize my bumps, but, but, <laughs> as, but as far as, you know, going to training and learning the different styles, different ways that this coach teaches compared to the way that this coach teaches compared to the way that that coach teaches compared to the way that that coach teaches. Like, Devon doesn't teach the same way Bubba teaches. Bubba doesn't teach the same way a Pablo Marquez teaches. Pablo Marquez doesn't teach the same way Gangrel teaches. Gangrel doesn't teach the same way uh, Frankie Reyes teaches. Frankie Reyes doesn't teach the same way Bear St. Pierre teaches. Like, all these guys teach different ways and different styles. So, to me, it is imperative to learn from as many people as you can. So that's why I, I, I urge a lot of people to, to, to go to these seminars that are being held by guys and girls who have been in this business a lot longer or who have made it farther in this business than we have. Because as Dean Malenko told me, <clears throat> you can not learn anything from a 10-year vet because that 10-year vet could be saying the same thing that you've already learned. But yet, a guy who just started six months ago, you can learn something from him, whether it be something to do or something not to do, and vice versa. You can learn something from a 15-year vet that you never heard before or something that you did heard before, but it didn't click until they said it. So that's why I always urge guys and gals to, you know, go to different practices that, that isn't your home school so you can learn in a different way. Go to these seminars. So that way you can learn from different people who, again, have made it in this business. Uh, either they've been in the business longer or have gone farther than we have gone. You are you're always going to be able to learn something from someone. Damn, that's that's some real advice right there and all the passion that comes with it. I'm with it, man. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it a lot. So let me ask you, man, one question that. This is like one of my other favorite questions to ask people. So you're the new guy. You walk into a new locker room. I need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do. Uh, well, right now we're in the COVID era, but if we were not in the COVID era, you look every person in the eye and you shake their hand. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you've met them before. You look every person in the eye, both guys and gals, and you shake their hand and you introduce yourself. Even if you introduce yourself before, some people may not remember you. Like there's several times where I've been in, in different locker rooms and I've seen a person that I've met before, but I can't remember their name. So I walk up to him. Hey, Jake. Hey, we met before such and such. Uh, one don't. Don't believe your own hype. <laughs> I've made that mistake before. And luckily, the... Within the same 30 minutes I made that mistake, that mistake got yelled at me and it, and it got corrected to the point to where I would never, ever believe my own hype again. 
Damn. So, again, one dude, if you're in a new locker room, look everyone in the eye, shake their hand, introduce yourself. One don't. Do not believe your own hype. Please, 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 please be humble. Because if you are not humble, there's someone in this business that is going to humble you. And you're not going to like the way that they do. Yeah, I 100% agree. <laughs> That's why I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. But those are all my heavy hitting questions. But we do have the second best segment of the three count podcast and you probably boy wondering what's the first it is the red dogs power rankings okay that's the first that's the best segment on the show but let's get into this this is the three count podcast 10 count questions and jake this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast it's whatever right. first comes to mind all right cool let's go for it all right so i'm gonna put on the imaginary timer Bing. Bing. <laughs> and here we go smackdown or raw Smackdown. Favorite color? Black. Sonic or Mario? Mario. It's a Friday night. What you doing? Mm, it depends. Uh, if I have a wrestling event, I'm there. If not, I'm probably watching wrestling or watching some show that I'm interested in. That's too hot or too cold? Ooh, I don't know what we're talking about. So. I feel like whenever I ask this question in my mind, I think like, would you rather be too hot or would you rather be too cold? Ooh. I don't like being cold. I don't like being cold at all. <laughs> I hate being cold. That's why I moved away from Chicago. Mm. <laughs> all right. Favorite movie? Oh, God, too many of them. But if I had to pick one, the first one that comes to mind, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It's classic. Love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Morning Bird or Night Owl? Night Owl, definitely. Okay. Uh, favorite podcast? Ooh. Mmm, that's a good one. Uh... Right now, and it's because I learned so much from this guy now, uh, Talk is Jericho. I do like that podcast a lot, too. I learned so much from him on and off that podcast. So nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Uh, my partner, Sam Scott. Hey. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm, motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I love that word too, because you know, it can be used for everything. <laughs> it can definitely be used for any and everything. <laughs> but all right, Jake. That is all my questions I have for you. So the last thing I need, though, is for our viewers and our listeners to know where they can find you. Absolutely. So uh, all of my handles. First, we will start off with Facebook. On Facebook, I am Jake. That is J-A-K-E, Saint, not the entire word. It is S-T, period, Patrick. So Facebook, it is Jake St. Patrick. On Instagram, it is under or Jake 
J-A-K-E underscore Saint S-T period Patrick. So on Instagram is Jake underscore Saint Patrick. On Twitter, it is Bangarang Jake. Yes, Bangarang, the word that you have heard from the movie Hook. That is a Peter Pan movie with Robin Williams, one of my favorite childhood movies. That is B-A-N-G-E-R-A-N-G. That's Bangarang Jake at Twitter. Uh, I don't have a TikTok. I don't really do Snapchat. So uh, my YouTube channel, Jake St. Patrick Wrestling, definitely uh, give it a click. Go ahead and subscribe if you like. Most of my matches are up there. Um, I'm actually starting to do uh, some edits so that I can put some of my AEW matches on there as well. Uh, most of the matches that I do have on the indies, I do record, and I'll either put clips of them up there or sometimes I'll put the full match if I like the full match. Uh, so, again, Facebook, that is Jake St. Patrick. Instagram is Jake underscore St. Patrick. On Twitter, it is Bangarang Jake. YouTube, it is Jake St. Patrick Wrestling, not James. James is my cousin Jimmy from New York. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Jake, as I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Google. All right. But that is it. This is the Three Count Podcast presented now entering the ring. And I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And, you know, like I said, it's not about me. But this is now entering the ring. And you see the man here, the luckiest man around, the legend himself. Get her for the man, Jake St. Patrick. And you guys know what to do. Check out the next episode and be there. Or you just wait till this episode ends and the outro. And then, you know, you keep listening because, you know. There's another episode coming up. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the 3Count Podcast, and in there, you can leave us a message, and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys, and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the 3Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the 3Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.